American Capitalism, A History, with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. Let's talk about the Virginia Company. The Virginia Company was a joint stock corporation that in some ways was much like modern-day corporations that are publicly financed. Now, the Virginia Company gathered financial investment from a, a number of different individuals and channeled it into the settlement of what would become the first English colony in the New World. This would be tremendously important over the long run. Although it started small, it set the stage for British settlement and the New World. And in turn, it established patterns which would lead to all sorts of institutions, uh, including representative government in the New World, but also the institution of slavery and many of the patterns of trade that would shape early capitalism. The English saw by 1600 what Spain had won in the New World over the previous century. The Spanish had stolen enough gold and silver from the Aztec and Inca empires to create a massive global empire, one that stretched from the Philippines to the Caribbean to much of South America. The English wanted in on some of the action, and in 1606, King James I granted a charter for the Virginia Company to a group of London investors. Now, the Virginia Company was not only a joint stock corporation that provided a means to collectively finance the settlement of a new colony on the North American mainland, it also implied the creation of a sort of representative government, initially with the owners of stock voting and ultimately with the settlers themselves being permitted to create their own assembly. And that was one of the first institutions they created in 1607 when the first three ships arrived in what they called Jamestown. But let's don't go too far in thinking of the Virginia settlers as if they were either Wall Street hotshots uh, or modern-day politicians uh, from the time that they hit the Virginia shore. The reality was actually a little bit different, and it was heavily influenced by the feudal British background. In fact, many of the early settlers were gentlemen who wanted to remake their fortunes by stealing solid gold goodies from the Indians around them. Unfortunately for them, perhaps, uh, the Virginia Indians didn't have the same amount of precious metals as the Aztecs and the Incas did. And because the gentlemen were so interested in stealing and so little interested in growing food, most of them starved to death in the first years of the colony. In fact, by 1610, only 71 of the first 500 settlers were still alive. And those who lived had gone through what they called the starving time, uh, in which many of them died of disease and hunger, and one settler even killed his wife, cut her up, and ate her. The, the settlers preferred robbing the Indians to working, and the Indians didn't particularly care for that. In fact, in 1622, the Indians launched an attack which almost wiped the entire colony out. But they survived, and along the way, they had learned two things that would actually make the colony successful over the long run. The first was that by growing tobacco, they could produce an export crop. It was phenomenally popular in European markets. And the second was that by buying the contracts of uh, indentured servants, immigrants who wanted to come from the old world to the new world and were willing to uh, promise five to seven years of labor for someone else in order to have their passages paid for, by doing this they could create a labor force that would grow the tobacco that would make the earliest settlers wealthy. In addition to indentured servitude, in 1619, slavery had also arrived in Virginia. 
That's when a Dutch ship carrying 20 enslaved Africans appeared in the James River. The 20 Africans were sold to settlers, and although slavery took a while to become entrenched in the Virginia uh, environment, by the late 1600s, it was the dominant form of labor in the tobacco fields. So Virginia set the stage in many ways for British expansion into the New World and for the ultimate uh, patterns of the United States independence. And beyond that, Virginia also set the stage for the development of Western capitalism in some important ways. Now, Virginia established a system of representative government in the British colonies in the New World. It set the stage for that, certainly. And some of that depended on British parliamentary traditions. But some of that also grew out of the joint stock form that was the basis of the Virginia Corporation. Over time, this would become obviously very important in U.S. history. And it's no accident that some of the earliest leaders of the U.S. were Virginia tobacco planters, slave-owning planters, folks like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison. So representative government is one of the legacies of Virginia. But on the other hand, what we can also see is one of the legacies of Virginia, a legacy that would be crucial to the development of Western capitalism and American capitalism specifically, was the institution of slavery as a form of unfree labor that produced plantation commodities. And those plantation commodities would be one of the main sources of revenue in the early uh, capitalist Atlantic world. information, go to edX.org and look for American Capitalism, A History, with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. Or go to facebook.com slash American Capitalism MOOC. This podcast has been brought to you by Cornell X from Cornell University.